Last time on Let Me Tell You About Hive Bent. Can I join your team? Yes, I'm glad to ask. Because there's a wide open slot for your most vile, vax-stabbing psychopath who ever lived. Is... is Aradia dead? Is Aradia already a ghost? Aradia, be the huge bitch. Blah, blah. Your name is Riska Circuit. You're a master of extreme role-playing. Oh my god, why are you talking to me? This is the last time we'll ever talk. Who is this asshole? Your name is Equis the Hawk. Molly, did we just cyber? Like, really bad, but I think we did. He's gonna fuck that robot. Oh, he's gonna fuck the robot. Oh, she looks so happy, too. This is gonna be a bummer. The white text guy is known as Doc Scratch. He's an officer of the indestructible demon known as Lord English. Did you program this robot to have feelings for you? Romantic feelings? And then... They kiss. I hate this. And we're cut to Nefida. <laughs> very confused. <laughs> I ran into someone here. Uh, sort of double agent, I guess. His name's Jack. Oh, boy. Welcome back to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck, everyone. Molly? Hey, hi. Is it possible to die from too much podcasting? (laughs) Well, if it is, we're gonna find out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Sorry, I knew the line, so I had to... Yeah, no, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Very happy about that. I think me and you, and you and Luke, weirdly are operating in just parallel timelines at this point? Basically? I mean, like, I know we're releasing these things, you know, parallel, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You and I got a little ahead, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But we're basically in tandem. Yes. Yeah. This is weird. It's weird. It does lead to, like, me referring to conversations that have not been heard yet. Apparently that is a funny thing. I guess people were enjoying that. Yeah, I, I think it just, you know, like, with the whole, like, even from where, like, we've seen with Carcat and John. Right. Like, conversations the other one hasn't seen yet. Yes. It just kind of works. Yeah, it, it works. It's funny. It's good. Yes. <sighs> but, yeah. Listen, it's been... It's been 24 hours since we last did this. Yes. We we only recorded for almost 7 hours yesterday. We almost. Almost. That's it, though. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you, you just wanted to get back to these trolls. I really did want to get back to those trolls. I won't even lie to you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Should we... Should we do this? Yes, we should probably do this. I'll say that, like, 
and you know, to just make you feel better. Like when you sent me the message of like, "Hey, do you want to record tonight?" I was like, at a red light. I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Like, <laughs> almost spun out the car trying to get home. <laughs> I just like I realized uh, on my drive home from work because my plans got canceled, and I was like, "Wait, actually, said she wasn't fucking doing anything. What if we just..." What if we just did what it? What if we just did this again? Because uh, I'm going to... I mean, I guess I'm going to date this episode right now. Uh, it's fine. PAX is this weekend coming up. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know when the next time I'll be able to record anything is besides, you know, totally reprised this week. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would like it to be soon, but it's not necessarily going to be soon. Yeah, so you wanted to get as much as you could in. Let's... Gotta fucking get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get in there? Let's get in there. Let's get in there. Well, let's let's be in cahoots with each other. Let's yeah. Let's be let's get in cahoots. 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 Uh, what page are we on? We're in being cahoots with Jack. Yeah. Our page four hundred or four thousand two hundred six. God of MSPA adventures. Uh, we haven't read this page yet. We haven't read this page. No. Uh, but we're seeing, uh, you know, Jack drawing on a, uh, so, like, drawing on something with the blah, blah, huge, mm, mm-hmm. with uh, what appears to be the Black Queen, but... A very poorly drawn Black Queen. Poorly drawn, and because it's the troll game, all of the prototypes on this... Oh, God, right. Yeah, so she yeah. has, like, crab arms and... Extra crab arms, bunny ears. Yeah. A weird... Uh, I guess the crown thing's always there, but... A lobster yeah. tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, so we just saw that Carcat has red blood. Yeah, Carcat has red blood, so does so does Jack. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry uh, about it. You and your like-blooded accomplice soon put Operation Regisurp into motion... A contingency plan which the arch conveniently had on file and named himself. If it were drafted by a legitimate contingency firm, it would ostensibly have been given a better title. Your whole team executed the plan along the course of the journey, employing espionage, mind control tactics, political sabotage, vicious interrogations, and cold-blooded assassinations. Everyone does their part, and you even get to learn the true meaning of teamwork, as well as the troll disease called friendship. That's so sweet. <laughs> Uh, next. So we're seeing... Yeah, like, we're just... Again, we can guess that it's the Black Queen all in shadow. Yeah. And we can guess this uh, CD in yeah, shadow. Yeah, CD. He's got his hat. He's got a big hat. He's got a really big hat. Yeah, well, but this also is, like, all of the kind of stuff you would get from... The prototyping. Yeah, but just as, like, adornment on the hat. Yeah. Before a single step is taken, Jack briefs you on the intelligence uncovered by one of his agents... It is an advantage over the queen you can seize upon while she has let her guard down. With each prototyping by each player, the royalty on both sides would evolve. The queen with her ring of orbs twelvefold would first take on the claws and rigid carapace of your Eleusis, and then the wings and scales of Terezi's young dragon, and then the horns and gills and cloven hooves of Gamzee's fallen custodian, and so it would continue. Though queen is a vain creature, she is also sworn to her duty. She'd be braced for the heavy load of augmentation ahead. She would certainly withstand the eight eyes of Arachnid, the fairy wings, 
might at worst be frivolous, and the great bullhorn can even be regarded as striking additions. For that matter, the sultry lips of a mother grub might very plausibly suit her. She perhaps could wear a brave face even behind a dignified mustache, and the centauring of the lower torso could transpire without much complaint. She would duly indulge a black tinny on her, and then... All that was said and done, dulling her head, Count would surely be insulted to unfold injury, but nothing she had is simply adored already, all in the name of her kingdom. But she could spare herself all of those additional defacements, because before the rest came, there would be one corruption to her figure that she could not abide. Her vanity wouldn't allow it. Hmm. Well, if we consider what, hap- what was the first thing that got prototyped, I'm trying to remember which the first one was. It was Aradia. She went in first. Oh, the frog. Yeah. Oh, God. Next. She could not stand bearing the visage of the most loathsome creature known to existence. So vile is its appearance, so contemptible its purpose. All depicting of the creature, let alone members of its population, are permanently banned from this jurisdiction in the reach of her agents. Those of its kind go by many names, and so do the reviled patron they herald. Great distation. King Pondsquatter, speaker of the vast joke, or more commonly, Bilius Slick. His true name is, of course, forbidden. Wearing his face is where she drew the line. Huh. So, there's... Apparently people don't like frogs in this. They just really don't like frogs. Yeah, we... So... There's been something weird about frogs for a while now. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of frogs. And not a lot of explanation to go about those frogs being there. Yeah. This is very odd. It is. It's very odd. And yeah, the, the speaker of the vast yoke, or Bileus Slick. Right. I do think it's a cool name. Bileus Slick is a pretty good name. Yes. Uh, yeah, next... She removed the ring and concealed it in the royal vault. She was quite sure no one was looking. She then retired to her private chamber, from which she could dispatch others. No one was a wiser of a disadvantage. Or so she thought. So she refuses to use the ring. Yeah. Because she would have the frog head. Yeah. And also this one has 12 orbs on it. Right, rather instead than, of four. Yes. Which only makes sense. Yes. Uh, and there's six of the light orbs and six of the darker orbs for Prospect and... Uh, Durst. Well, and those or are the ones that Black haven't been uh, oh, haven't been activated yet. too. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, Red Team execute Operation Regisurp. The operation in time would be a total success. The banished quasi royal uh, would make the future Alternian wasteland her home. Oh, huh. So hmm. the Black Queen is an exile in this one instead of the White Queen. Interesting. Yes. And this, um, yeah, we got, like, she's, like, in a red desert, and there's, like, green cities in the background. Yeah. And you can see the, the purple, uh, moon. The pink purple moon. Yeah. Uh, next. Until she was given a new purpose. Oh, boy. Does this place look familiar to you? Uh, it kind of looks like a place where a town was built, Maybe. Maybe. Like, like maybe somebody built a town here? Yeah. And does the Black Queen look familiar? It looks a little like Snowball. Snowman, yeah. Snowman, same thing. Yeah, basically. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see that. But they've been using the same, you know, looks for everybody anyway. True. And it's definitely not Spade Slick, right? And it's definitely not uh, Snowman. So... Well, they is were, it? Uh, Spade Slick did, was an exile for Carcat. Was he? Yeah, like, you're at the end of the Midnight Cruise, like, oh, this guy again. Oh, shit, yeah. Huh. So, the Midnight Crew... And so, A we've little seen, more relevant than previously thought. Yeah, we've seen Jack Noir now meet Carcat. Right, so he and knows so, that kid. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if, you know... Doc Scratch, who, you know, has a cubal head and seems to have some stuff with Lord English, he could probably be a member of the Felt. Yeah. And getting someone to be the 8-ball. Probably a big deal. Yep. Yeah. Next. So now we're seeing, uh... The the two, like, sessions. Yeah, the the two teams. Yeah, red team and blue team. But at the onset, you would know nothing of the Queen's aversion to the amphibious likeness or about her the orb trim forward or any de- such details. You were informed of her dance advantage and would act accordingly. You and the red teammates would work to dethrone the queen in your session, while the blue team members would take on an entirely separate set of royal adversaries on their own session. This was to be a competition, after all. Or, so you thought. Yeah, I was gonna say, that black queen had twelve, not six, so those were not separate sessions. Hmm. Or, some got fucked up. Or something got fucked up. I suppose that's true, too. Yeah. I mean, yes, obviously something got fucked up, but... Yeah, we still haven't seen how the kids affected the session. Right, at all. Yeah, because... It also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, of, like, how... Like, how could they? Yeah. Also, uh, last time we were talking, you you may probably have picked up on this, but at one point, Cardcat says that his hate is so powerful, could punch a hole through the universe into a new one. Oh, jeez, no, I didn't pick up on that, but that's really good. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next. You would begin to notice a strange pattern. The blue team's prototyping would affect the mutations of your session's underlings. So there's, um, Terezi and Karkat fighting a bunch of stuff off. Yeah. Uh, next. Yeah, so they're, the... Other team is affecting their... And your protesting would affect theirs. Well, the thing about this that I I could... My explanation maybe would be... Is that they're still part of the same planet. Right? Hmm. So, maybe two separate, air quote, sessions of this game doesn't actually matter because they're still playing for the same planet. Yeah. Or the same universe or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Next. Though the signs pointed two distinct sessions, two set of mystic ruins, two opposing teams, two separate chains of connected players, this was all misleading. Right, so there's the blue ruins and the red ruins. Yeah. Uh, next. You're joining a particularly unusual bifurcated uh, session, meant from the start to leave all 12 players through two separate connection chains. A session with one sky about which 12 planets would circle, when one army of dark and one army of light, with one pair of kings and one pair of queens. 
with one cantankerous archagent in his typical disdain for authority. It wouldn't be until later in the session, when the full chain was nearly closed, that you would realize the truth. The truth was always been the same session all along. Your teams were not competing, but cooperating toward a t- common goal. So now we are seeing the uh, two frog temples kind of... Laid over each other. Each other and the places where uh, the... Like, they kind of match up perfectly. Yeah, with the pillars and everything. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Next. In the more drawn-up form of this adventure narrative, figuring this out would have been a huge deal. You'd have been completely blown away by the stunning revelation. Wow, same session all along? Really? Huh. Uh, so it has all the symbols appearing next to each other. Yeah, so this is kind of the same thing we saw on before, but now with, like, you know, like, where the two, like, we saw before where the six red team and the six blue team's planets, but now they're also overlaid on top of each other, so we see that they're right. all just one session. Yeah. Hm. Next. But since we decide to engage this epic and shorthand, you feel you must insist that we continue with this expository interlude. It would turn out the arrangement plans look like this, rather, bifurcated into each other, each team appearing to compromise a distinct chain in a distinct session without the luxury of the complete picture we see here. It appears that until it was time to link the two chains, complete a circuit of twelve and uniting the teams. For the final two links, Sky had a plan, as it did in the order of every preceding link. Uh, just as it did with the paradoxical seeding of its own players on the surface of the planet, it would later devastate to buy itself time, its plan was as inescapable as all others, as inevitable as the reckoning it would ultimately face. Ah. Uh, okay. Hmm. It's just, it's just saying that Sky had the plan to... Yeah, Sky had just did this. Sky had no, like, can do things, which is weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Uh, Next. <laughs> <laughs> Mobius double reach around. That's it. That's the stuff. God, weird. Yeah, so, um, Equius goes to, uh, uh, G, or no, uh, GA. Yeah. And, and uh, Karkat goes, goes to, to Solix. Solix. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the two, and it's just this flashing Mobius double reach around. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, next. I wouldn't phrase phrases Mobius double and reach around toggle for a few minutes while sort of stupor. You finally snap out of it. Your attention drifts toward these two symbols. You would try to be these mysterious characters, but you suspect you would fail, so you don't bother. They're way too mysterious for you to admit. Cece, what's up with these guys? They live underwater or something? What's their deal? We'll learn all about that a little later. I mean, they do. They definitely do live underwater. We've seen them. We've seen them underwater. Uh, next. For that matter, what about this young lady? What's her deal? We'll probably find out about her later, too. Probably quite some time before you get to her. Could very well be pages and pages and pages. And pages and pages and pages? Seriously, it could take forever. We're here. We're here. It's her. It's her. Uh, enter name. Your name is Kanaya Merriam. You are one of the few of your kind who can withstand the blistering Alternian sun. 
perhaps the only who enjoyed the feel of its rays. As such, you have won the fever kind to take a shine to landscaping. You have cultivated a lush oasis around your hive, and in particular, you have owned your craft through the art of topiary, sculpting your trees to match the puffy oracles from your dreams. You have embraced the tool trade, which conveniently is the weapon of choice of those who hunt the heinous broods of the undead, which crawl from the sand at sunrise to feast on the light and feast on the light and the living. It'd be convenient if you actually hunted them, but it is, of course, far too dangerous. Every bit of is attempting to poach the terrible muscle beasts who roam at night. So you indulge in your bright fascination with the grim through literature. Just before the sun goes down and you join your floor and rest, you immerse yourself in a tale of rainbow drinkers and shadow droppers and forbidden passion. You are one of the few of your kind with jade green blood. As such, you are one of the few who were, could be selected and raised by a virgin mother grub. An event so rare as to elude documented pres- president, she would defend you from the desert threats, and though your, her life would be short, in time, you would assure her of progenery. You are one of the few of your kind whose affection for the aesthetic strongly overpowers its distinction regard to the utilitarian. As such, you are one of the few of your kind to have developed a zeal for fashion and design in lively, colorful patterns. You decorate your high with floor and fabric and delicately or aggressively as inspiration demands. You are a seamstress or a rag ripper or a tree trimmer or a lumberjack, whichever you care to be. And your unique hive is equipped with a great supply of advanced technology to accommodate your interests. The technology and indeed the hive itself were all recovered from the ruins nearby where you were very young. The seeds of your hive were deployed on the volcanic rock below the sand with the assistance of your Lucis and her remarkable burrowing te- skills, and have lived there happily ever since. You know the ruins of the hive and everything here that is not sand and rock originally from the world of your dreams, which also know that one day you'll visit this world while you're awake. That day's today. Your troll tag is grimaceous, and you tend to enunciate each word and speak very clearly and carefully. What will you do? Uh, she she's got a lot going on. She's got a lot going on. That's that's the longest introduction, I think. I think it is. I believe it is the longest. It has to be. It's super long. Yes, I was like, oh man, this keeps going. Yeah, <laughs> you can't stop. I love Kanaya, but like, man, this is Kanaya. Seems good. Uh, so yeah, she has a chainsaw to. She has a chainsaw to trim bushes and various plants. Yeah, uh, she has a zeal for fashion. She loves fashion. She has a sewing machine. Yeah, uh, apparently she is the one of the few who can sustain the, like, uh, the sun. Who can, yeah, who doesn't hate hanging out in the sun. Yeah. Uh, who can withstand? So I guess maybe, like, go outside during the day at all. Yeah, we, everyone we've seen has, like, been during the night. Yeah, or lived underwater. Yeah. That's true. Um... She says that uh, you immerse yourself in tales of rainbow drinkers and shadow droppers and forbidden passion. Forbidden passion. Not the regular kind. Yeah. Oh, rainbow drinkers is the troll name for a vampire. Which oh, I that's think really is good. Dope. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they all have different yeah, colored have different blood. blood. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. That's so good. So, yeah, she she's a Twilight fan, basically. Basically. Jesus. <laughs> uh, and she has that Squiddles lunchbox. 
Yeah, which we've seen with her before, but again, yeah, still but weird. It's, it's worth noting still, I think. And she kind of has a similar layout to Jade's uh, house. Yeah, home-wise. Home-wise. And she's also got a uh, the wardrobe of fire. Oh, you're right. Uh, she also has all those books, and I think that's maybe the only prediction I got right. Yeah. That might be the only one. I... I but did you expect those books to be Twilight? No, I did not expect the books to be Twilight. <laughs> That's okay, though. Yeah, and yeah, we, we've heard from Carcat uh, that Trolls thinks fa- fashion is stupid. So apparently she is one of the few that doesn't. Right, one of the, one of the six in the yes. world. Yes. Uh, let's equip that chainsaw. What chainsaw? You quite sure there's no chainsaw leaving the bookshelf. You have a tool of lipstick on the floor. Uh-huh. Uh, so, again, this is a problem sleuth. Yeah, this is a problem sleuth thing. Um, there is a, uh... forgot her name. God damn it. Um, uh, I think, like, Flighty Broad is her name okay. in the comic. Uh, she has this exact weapon. Okay. And Andrew Rossi had said, I have the problem sleuth book, but in the commentary for that, he says that he just thinks... The idea of a chainsaw that can turn into lipstick and vice versa is really cool. Sure. Um, at one point, uh, she draws in lipstick around a door, and then the door falls over. Fuck. That's really good. He just thinks that's a cool concept, and so he and didn't get really to investigate it in a more like kind of like a meaningful way. Yeah. So he. I mean, how could her. you? Yeah, so he gave it to Kanaya. Uh, it's very good already. And so, yeah, this follows the same kind of thing, but instead of... Yes, uh, and we're getting no but. We're getting no but, and also, with you know, usually with all that other stuff, we would just, including the Midnight Crew uh, intermission, we would just see it change from panel to panel. Mm-hmm. This one, we're actually getting an animation of it, like... That's true, it didn't just change. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, fine. Equip that, then. All right, let's settle down. No need to get hysterical. It was hysterical, Dane. That's it. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, well, there goes your wardrobe of fire again. There's a doll mode in fashion. The random cycle's on. Fuck, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, so she's got a, like... Unlike, uh, Jade, who, uh, like, you know, just had different symbols, she has a whole different dress. Yeah, she got, she got a, like wine red dress going with a belt with her uh, Virgo symbol on it. It's very yeah. good. Yes, it's very good. And she's makeup kind. Yeah, she's makeup kind. Sure. Sure. Uh, apply. You can choose between your trademark jade or black. Even though a troll's lips are naturally black. Uh, they can always be blacker. And a lady with a true sense of style knows this. In case you think you'll mix things up with the green for a while. Oh, you must love her. I love her so much. <laughs> I love Kanaya. Um, I guess when we were done recording yesterday, Pris made like an offhand comment. Like she asked me something, and I responded. She goes, "You just use your Kanaya voice," and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because it didn't occur to me at all. But I guess. But that's that's where I heard that name yesterday twice. Oh yeah, it's listen. It's fine. Oh no, I, just, I know it's fine. It just just worth noting. It, yeah, that, like that I was just, the other situation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm doing voices now. Great. Great. 
uh, next. Okay, uh, she's getting pestered, and uh, her outfit changes again. Oh, fuck. It's like a also Komodo thing. Yeah, no, I love all her outfits. This is also good. Uh, answer CC. But, yeah, uh, kind of fit colors, Troner. What's uh, fuck? He just really hates cuttlefish. She really hates cuttlefish. Cuttlefish color began trolling Grimace Atrix. I guess you're gonna take Kanaya. Yeah. Hello. Hey. Kanaya, hi. Glub glub glub. You seem more excited than usual, or less. I can't tell. Help me tell without saying glub. Glub 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 glub. I'm going to type this face now. Hmm? Even though no one knows how to make a mouth do a question shape like that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't really control the gloves. Yes, you can. But that's fine. You can glove to the content of your collapsing and expanding bladder-based aquatic vascular system. If it means you are excited about something. I am excited! Okay, Why? Everything we're about to do next is exciting! It's always exciting! I'm excited! It looks like one of your letters really got away from you. (laughs) Yeah, I really launched that one. You forked an innocent D loitering over there by the shout pole minding its own business. (laughs) Glub, glub, glub. Hey, let's stop being stupid for a minute. Yeah, sure. I'm just worked up about this game. It'll be great. I've been waiting a long time to get started. We all have. I thought so. I have been cloaked in a mood of perpetual anticipation for some time as well. We should compare notes, even though we are on different teams. Well, not really. Hmm, really? See, this is why we should be comparing notes. What notes would you like to submit for comparison? Hmm. Well, I'm going to join my team pretty late. I think I have to. I'll need to connect after my goofball Morale does so I can keep my goggles on his nefarious escapades. It's a tough job, but it's important. Everyone has an important job to do. Yeah. Isn't that what you're doing, join late to keep an eye on yours? I don't know for a fact that she is mine. <laughs> you're not supposed to know for a fact, dummy. Just do what you think is right, and even if you're wrong, the worst that can happen to you is you help someone and help the whole world, too. I know. But what if I don't really want her to be that? Glub, 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 shrug. Yeah, glub, glub, shrug is the right attitude, I think. Our minds are already made up anyway, aren't they? Yeah, probably. Your clouds tell you everything, so what do you even have to worry about? They don't tell me everything, just as I am sure she doesn't whisper everything to you. That's true. Oh, oh, shucks, now I'm going to get sad. She'll be gone soon, though I guess I will be relieved not to have to worry about keeping her voice down anymore. I wonder if any other kid on the planet has as many burdens in the fire as you. I doubt it. They aren't burdens. Okay, I guess they are. (laughs) But I love them. I wouldn't have it any other way because this is why I'm here. On that note, I think I'm going to say goodbye to her. Maybe you should too while you have the chance. Even though I'll see her again soon, which still seems kind of strange to me. 
But that's why this is all so exciting. Kanaya, bye. He makes tridents with his ease. Uh, is that what that's color began cease trolling Grimace of the Atrix. Yeah, they uh, make tridents with their ease. Oh uh, yeah, they. I don't know. Uh, every uh, time there's an H, they use the Pisces symbol. I kind of hate it. It's kind of, it's kind of the worst. It's the worst. They kind of have the worst typing. typing it's going to be really hard to keep track of. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I actually did tell you the gender of this person last time, but I think you forgot. I think it's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, that's the one we saw. Yeah. They had they had cute eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Kanaya calls an exclamation point a shout pull. <laughs> You're right. She did that. <laughs> Fuck, that's so good. Also, I love shrug. Yes, shrug, shrug, glove is the right attitude to have about this. <laughs> Kanaya's yeah, great. Fuck. Yeah, she is. Huh. Do you know that Luke doesn't like Kanaya? What? Well, well okay, Luke. It's because it ruins the, the John Rose ship, right? Well, it is more that Luke uh, thinks Kanaya's kind of boring. Really? Yeah. I guess that's kind of fair. I, I like her a lot. And we just mainly give each other shit about it. Sure. Ha, <laughs> huh, that's good. Um, but yeah, uh, uh apparently, uh, CC is more rails with someone. Yeah, whatever that means. Whatever that means. And Kanaya was saying that, you know, the person she was going to keep an eye on, which is Vriska. Yeah. Um, Might be and, her morale. But she doesn't know if she wants her to be that but even if she doesn't want her to be that well that's yep. kind of tough shit yep sure uh check on lucis you nearly forgotten today her time would come maybe she'd be there in her final moment but then isn't it exactly final is it death is pretty confusing without the finality uh she switched to a green dress that's also extremely good it's also it's pretty good uh, next. Yep, and she's looking out her window. Yep. That's a good green dress. Yeah, it is. Oh, and her lipstick changed. Uh, no, it's been the Did same. she apply it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, next. After, like, the panel. Right. It's too late. You better change back into your work clothes. No point in getting a good dress dirty. Uh, oh, so they must already be dead. Yes. Go downstairs. She brought you this far. Now to live up to your end of the bargain. Operate. This is gonna get messy. If she draws her lipstick on. <laughs> and this is gonna get really messy. This is gonna get messy. Next. Yeah, oh boy. It got it got messy. <laughs> it got messy. Yeah, she <sighs> used her chainsaw to cut along that line she just made. Yep. I figured it would just cut it open, but after what yeah. you told me about the problem sleuth thing, but no. I don't think this operates exactly in the same way. I think it is actually two different yeah. objects that can just transform into each other. Yeah, that's really good, though. Yeah. Uh, next. Splunk. Uh, she's reaching in to that incision. Yeah. Next. And she pulls out something. Huh. This is a weird panel. This is a very weird panel. I wonder if it's an egg thing. I mean, it an looks like an egg thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, 
It's got a bunch of troll horns on it. It's got a bunch of troll horns on it. It's like, it's like a gray orb. Yeah. With a bunch of green blood on it. Yeah. Uh, capture Jade lock blood, that please. thing. I'm sorry? Jade blood, please. Yeah, excuse me, jade blood. You uh, secure the matrix through your chastity modus. Safe and sound. You simply discover the key to unlock this card when and only when you're ready to use the th- this item. And not a moment before. Lord. <laughs> I mean, that only makes sense. Yeah, oh, by the way, now that you know her full name, I can tell you what the Rose Kanahe ship is called. What? Rosemary. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty good. Next. Look at this mess. All this blood and sunlight is stirring bright feeling within. You haven't fantasized being a true rainbow drinker from your literature. Be a life of darting between the shadows of persecution and being a misunderstood. And of romance. You drink heavily from its multicolored well. And the Hemo Spectrum be your wine list. Presenting the great feast of passion. It couldn't hurt. Well, no one's looking. Jesus Christ. So she is... Do, it's the pose that Dave had when he yeah, had his blood on his hands. Yeah, when he had the blood hand. on his hands and when Solix had the honey on his hands. But she's kind of quoting Rose here. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, when she's talking about the, the vodka. Yeah. Just a taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Blep. Blip. Uh, next. Blah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I bet it's, it's gross. I bet it's gross. I, it's blood. It's it's blood. Yeah. Uh, metal with more ale. What? Just wanted you to know. Is just wanted to know. Is your loosest dead yet? And we're going to have the rest of this conversation we've already read. Bugging and fussing and meddling through the special and magical union. No one can describe as being in more legions with each other. At least you guess that's how you describe it. Maybe troll romance. Sure, it's confusing. Sure is. Yep. Yep. Uh, next. We'll get answers on that soon. Oh, boy. Yeah, should I, oh boy. Should I keep a notepad nearby? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, I have one. Okay. I'm, just, I'm not going to say you have to. Listen. I got notes. <laughs> I, I bought this notepad. I, I'm pretty sure if... Chris saw that she, she, she might like take you away. Oh shit! You're right. I shouldn't do this. <laughs> She's not home right now. Okay. Have to hide that shit. I'm gonna hide that in the in the closet forever. Yeah. Under I'm gonna. Ugh. Man, this is an apartment too. I can't like lift a board or something and hide it yeah. under there and then consult it later. Yeah. She'll be in bed and I'll be like, man, what the fuck was I? What the fuck? And anyway, yeah. Anyway, answer C A. Oh, I don't know if we've read this page. Yeah, we didn't read this page okay, yet. Okay, we should read this page and then answer CA. Yeah, we probably should. You'll put it over your mind for a while. It should be hours before we have to connect with her anyway. Might as well pack this thing up and head inside. Oh, what now? What could this guy want? It never ends. Uh, this this is your guy, right? Yes, I'll be this guy. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're gonna have to hear... the voice that me and Luke eventually decided on. Okay, yeah, that's fine. 
Because he's said to have an accent later. Oh. So we were, like, arguing, like, what like that, accent, yeah. that accent would be. Caligula's Aquarium began trolling Grandma Ciliatrix. Can make her talk to me. Do something. Who? You know good contriving fucking backstabbing girl cross, that's who. Overstating our relationship won't make me feel very cooperative. It's paler red than that, okay? Psh, that's a fucking laugh, and you know what everyone does. Oh, roll me out. Tell her to talk to me. I think she blocked me. You got to. Why do I got to? I don't got to. And every time you take my help for granted, I feel like I got to a little less. Whatever. You're so the... You are so the village's two-wheel device when it comes to all spissing. You can't let a grudge go by, you won't stick your busy stem betwixt to get with the program, fussy fangs. If your slander weren't so predictable, I'd block you too for saying that. Has it occurred to you that she may have blocked you because you are very overbearing? I just said that aloud now in your silly accent and had a private moment of enjoyment. Who gives a shit? Why she block me or about my fucking manner? Come on, you've got to find a way with her. I figure if you're gonna auspice any two brown suckers who sneer at each other in a funny way, you might as well make it official. Just be alright. Your black solicitation just seems really indecent. What do you want from her, anyway? She made me something per a prior arrangement. She will deliver it when we meet in the game, but I don't know what the logistics are yet. I'm trying to console with her here, but she blow me off again, fickle dirt scraping land hag. What is it? Can't stupid what do you think? It's a fucking gizmo to blow up the world or something. No oh, well not that obviously. But something that'll kill all the land well what else would I be after? Can you just, for a moment, entertain the thoughts of one untouched by megalomaniacal derangement and tell me why I'd want to assist you with that? Well, I'm not going to be very well kill you, am I? That would be fucking unsociable. What kind of friend would I be? Also speculate for a moment that self-preservation might not be what would sway my decision. Yeah, go ahead and kiss us off, but there'll be blood on your hands. You could either play along as all spits and do a little mediating like we were fucking ha- like you were fucking hats too, or watch she and me devolve into fucking full-fledged kismesis and the kind you don't get once in ten thousand sweeps. You know that's what it would be. There would be rainbow rivers running through star systems, all in the boot devils in like liquid fireworks. They'd be beautiful and heartbreaking all at once. It would read up on your history instead of pouring through that god-awful sunny rubbish. It's just laborious listening to this. I'm sorry, none of it matters. Yeah, it does. It's important. Sorry, but the fate of the race and purity of the bloodlines is important. Excuse me for being concerned. I know. But you really should know by now. The world will end tonight regardless. Land and sea dwellers alike will all die. Because of the game we are about to play. And I agree, the fate of the race is important, but it's in my hands now. All of ours, really. Huh. Well, okay. Really? 
ordinarily I call bullshit on terrible stinking BS like that, but I know you really don't lie about stuff, unless it's to yourself. That's why I bother even talking to you. I wouldn't even be you're saying any of this otherwise. So, did your crowd tell you that? The doomsday scenario in particular? No, not exactly. I got clouds and they don't tell me shit. They are nothing but misfortune and monstrosities. Fucking pain in the ass fucking clouds. So, how do you know then? I have another source. Oh, well, you are jacked tight the fuck into this thing in so many ways I don't know what to say anymore. Whatever, we will just play and find out, I guess. So, can you tell her to talk to me anyway? No. God damn it. She and me are teammates. We gotta have a powwow or something. You aren't actually on the same team. Fuck. Fine, I'll get all step off. You don't want to be auspicious because you want to get locked into that sort of revelation with her. I can respect that. No, that's not it. It's the real films run pretty awful ruddy, methinks. Everyone knows it. Especially that ass blood car cat he and me have you so pegged about it that it's upright silly. Oh, it's cool, it's totally fine, don't worry, I'll leave you alone and give you a shot. It's unbelievable. Her patience. What? Whoa, wait, who? Never mind. Oh, wait, did you? Did she talk to you today? What'd she say? A club or whatever. Something about longing to touch you indiscreetly? What? And that she's basically in the Scarlet Throws for you. As deep in the flushed quadrant as one can be. Wait, did she actually say that? In confidence. To the letter. Can you copy exactly what she said? Absolutely not. This is bullshit. You BSing me some way off. You don't lie, but you do tease, and I'll transfuse my kick-ass royal blood out with incontinent muscle beast discharge. I won't know when I'm getting hooked. Yeah, she's just a concern, Moirail. Looking out for you. That's all. Oh, fuck. See, I'm telling you, gotta play your cards right. What do you mean? If you're not savvy about how you define yourself to people... You can just splash into the morale zone before you know which way's upward. Oh. Hmm. Can, it's hard. What? Being a kid and growing up. It's hard and nobody understands. Caligus Aquarium, cease trolling, Grandma Siliatrix. You realize that you two have decided on Joel from The Last of Us, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> We went with more like southern scent, like like plantation worker. Yeah, that's, like plantation that's what owner. it sounds like. Yeah, he's a shitty racist. Great, perfect. I love those. <laughs> those are my talks favorites. About the, the morale zone. I'm, I'm guessing that's the friend zone. Base kind of. Fuck. Yeah, but they talk a bit more about troll romance. Yeah. Talking about red feelings and black feelings. Uh-huh. Well, and, I mean, we saw red, and that was yeah. that was some hearts on Nepeta's wall. Yeah. 
Uh, apparently, an auspice is between three people. That seems like, yeah, two people who maybe don't like each other and a um, mediator. Yes. Yeah. That one's not. Um, that one's not too difficult, I don't think. Yeah, and I think uh, C A was saying that Kanaya doesn't want to be auspice for Friska because she may have other feelings. She doesn't want to be auspice. Was it auspice, or was it Morel? Auspice or Morel, I think. Okay. I, F- I think with fuck, um, dude, I don't know. I think later he says Morel, like you don't want to be Morel because you meant you know. Your oh, because yeah, because there's more. Yeah. Okay, um, sure, sure. And then later on, goes, oh no, you want to keep Vriska open, so you don't want to be auspice with us. Sure. Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. Kanaya. You can do better. You, you could do better. It's true. But listen, I, I get it. <laughs> She's got that, that asshole charm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, return to room. There's a lot to do before you enter. You need a lot of people to talk to and help along the way. No, not meddle with or mediate. Help, damn it! You are very helpful. You have a lot of inside information on what you and your players are about to face. Jack, tight the fuck into this thing in so many ways you don't know what to say anymore. Not to the Cloud Visions, either. You have another source. Oh. Consults? Also, oh. I will say... As shitty as C.A. is, I do love his line of, got a bunch of bullshit clouds that don't tell me shit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I got clouds that don't tell me shit, that not the misfortune of monstrosities. Fucking pain in the ass fucking clouds. Fucking pain in the ass clouds. I hate them. They're the worst. Uh, consult source. Uh, she's getting on a computer, and... Oh. Oh. We're seeing a server in space. Uh, a very specific server in space. The one Rose put her game FAQs on. Weird. Weird. How'd that happen? Uh, just next... In one dream, the clouds point you to the address of a server hidden in an obscure pocket of a realm unknowable to mortals. It contained a journal written by a young member of an alien species. She's documented her experiences playing the game you're about to play. You can only assume this took place a long time ago. The race is likely ancient, preceding you by millions of sleeps, maybe billions. You like to try to imagine the adventures of your players. Were they successful in repopulating their race? Did they manage to protect their matriarch and hatch a new mother grub? Did they hold it together, or were they torn apart by their complex social dynamics? The matrips and more allegiances and auspicism and kismisitudes that will surely plague your group along the way. You have little doubt they succeed with flying cops. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but we're just seeing, you know, like, it's Bros' game of deal with her signature. With her signature behind Kanaya. Yeah. Um, I wonder if things got fucked up for them because they were using Rose's FAQ. Maybe. Maybe. Also, yeah, she's saying that this, of course, happened millions of years or billions, but of course... Yeah, billions of sweeps. That's a lot. Of course, Earth doesn't even exist now. No, it doesn't even exist yet. Ah, next. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> We're seeing a troll version of Rose. It's amazing. It's incredible. You have little doubt their victory was because of the leader. Uh, Green Erwin, the tentacle therapist. From what she recorded, it seems the group had very little knowledge what they're getting into. Yet they appear to have been the only of their kind to have risen to the challenge, and the session stacked heavily against them. You convinced her leadership was the difference. It'd be nice to have a chance to talk to her. Alas, she's likely been dead for millennia. Only the incomplete record of a long-forgotten quest remains. On the other hand, if you were to discover her quest ended in failure, it might be somewhat disillusioning. But that thought has never crossed your mind. Oh. Oh, So, yeah, she's kind of obsessed with tentacle therapists. Just a little bit. And... When she's like, oh, obviously, like, you know, obviously she was the leader. Obviously they won. Yeah, we know that's not the case. We know that's not the case in both things. We And we know that she fucked it up so bad that it and, fucked up the Trolls game. Yeah, and let's, and also think back to Kanaya talking with Rose. Like, it makes Kanaya like, we're going to be friends, right? Yeah. And Rose just blowing her off kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. 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 Uh, Never meet your heroes, kids. Nope, don't do it. Uh, Tavros, enter. Having nearly a dodge obliteration, you take your place in the Page of Breath in the land of Sand and Zephyr. Huh. Huh. That's a neat looking land. Yeah, it's like a desert. Yeah, but a cool desert. A cool desert. Uh, and in time. Tavros! Go outside and look what I built for you! You're gonna flip! Uh, okay. She built him a bunch of stairs. She built him a bunch of fucking stairs. Friska! Friska. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll do the same. Okay. I think this is probably meant to antagonize me. What are you talking about? Look at my beautiful building. Don't you think it's about time someone got a little creative with the game? Uh, maybe. Everyone always wants to do things the boring way. Didn't we make a choose, Tavros? Think we could try to be less boring from now on? Don't want to break your truth with me, do you, Tavros? No. Great. Now get climbing. Please don't read this as a boring thing, but it's physically impossible to do that, mostly. And I knew it. Taurus News is back in action. Why don't you, in, in like, in a not boring way, build more inclined surfaces like you did over there? And may- maybe you could color them with, with fun colors, so you won't think they're boring and Get angry at me some more. I built that ramp because we were in a hurry to save your life, remember? A dead Tavros is even more boring than an alive and crippled Tavros by a slim margin. My stair structure is lovely and I'm not changing it. Now hop out of your real device and get climbing. Ah, uh, climbing. Or crawling. Whatever. Stop being so helpless. It's pathetic. It will take a long time. What's the rush? You're in the game, safe and sound. Look at the sky. Do you see any meteors? I sure don't. Uh, okay, but 
There are imps around, and I'll be sort of defenseless, lying down on the stairs. Uh, you did not just use that excuse. We both know you can't commute with those things. Hey, why don't you physically man them to carry you up? My god, this is a great idea. Once again, leading to Vriska to come with the creative solutions. I wouldn't really want to make them do that. I just... I just don't understand why we can't do this the easy way. What good would that do, to you, do you? By the purpose of the game is, it makes you work hard for it. That, that way, we become you become stronger along the way, and you're better prepared for what is next. We used to flirt together with the exact same principle, and that's why you were always outmatched. You were too soft and not well prepared. Nothing comes easy, Tavros. This is where we get together in trials of the brooding coverage when you were young. To make sure you're strong when we came out. Do you remember the trial, Tavros? Uh, not very well, no. I do. And they were a bitch. But now that I think about it, it makes perfect sense that your trials were really easy by some mistake. That's why you're such a soggy flim sponge and why you got picked up by such a sad, frail little Lucis. Huh. But that's okay. It probably wasn't your fault. Just a bad break. You're lucky you have me as a server player. I can challenge you to help you get strong. Now hop out of the scene and get climbing. I'll deliver the device to you once you're at the top. Climb, pupa. Climb. Maybe I should ask Tinkerbull about this. He's really smart now that he can talk. No. You don't need help from your lame bull fairy. He's only holding you back. He's my friend. God, pathetic. This is getting frustrating. Why did I have to get stuck with the cripple. Just my luck. Do you have any idea how convenient this is? Do you have any sympathy for what I'm dealing with here? Uh... You're so inconsiderate. You have to sit there looking smug. It's infuriating to look at you. You can thank me, or apologize for that matter. Uh, thanks, Whiska, for saving my life. Uh, I sure was brave and rogue and ready of you. And I'd, uh, I'm sorry from the bottom of my nook. Seriously, how hard would that have been? Uh, okay, thanks, I guess, but sorry for what? For being crippled, you ass. You want me to apologize for being paralyzed? Yes, say you're sorry. I I don't mean to be rude or boring, but that's ridiculous, given the circumstances. Bullshit. It's something called basic decency and civility, you you fudge-blooded boar. Now get down on your useless wobbly knees and apologize. No, I don't want to. (gasps) Riska. Riska's the Mm. worst. (laughs) She's also great. She's great. Oh, fuck. Uh, next. Apologize, Pupa. Apologize. <laughs> Say sorry for being crippled. Wee! <laughs> Jesus Christ. She has grabbed his wheelchair and is, like, shaking him back and forth. Oh, with the cursor. Oh, my God. And the imp is just kind of looking on sadly. Yeah, just like, what? Uh, uh Tavros, summon Rufio. Now she's done it. She's awoken the mighty inner fury that is... Rufio! Oh, his self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
god. Which is, looks exactly like Rufio from uh, uh, the movie Hook, but with troll horns. Great. Yep. Uh, next. Hell of a movie. Uh, yeah, I've heard it's good. It's, it's pretty good. Unfortunately, Rufio's not real. He's imaginary. The fake. Like a made-up friend. The way fairies are. They continue to be sad and alone. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Tavros. Tavros, buddy. It is kind of funny that she's just still shaking, but she's, it just kind of looks very sad. Very slowly. Uh, Vriska. Wee! Wee! <laughs> We're just seeing her move her mouth back and forth. Oh, my God. I just noticed that she still has all her flirt books. Yeah. She still has hers. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. Uh, next. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Someone had brought out a toilet. Her toilet. Yeah. A toilet? Someone's toilet. Someone's toilet. Uh, Kanaya, meditate. Mediate. Or mediate, excuse me. Hey, what's your deal? Shouldn't you be helping me out of the jam instead of fussing with the plumbing? Just presenting a floating reminder that Tavros will need plenty of inclined surfaces for his ascent. That's silly. I made him so many ramps. You wouldn't even believe it. I specifically decided I want to build something ugly and boring. It's not how the land it's not the land of ramps and yawns. He's reported otherwise. That lousy snitch. Maybe we should take his computer away so it can can't go crying to fussy fangs anymore. Maybe I should upend this load gaper over your head. No, don't! I'm still learning the interface. It could happen accidentally at any moment. I'm only trying to help him. Think of another way to help. Fine. I'll do something nice. I have an idea. I'll be right back. For the record, I was going to do this anyway. I was going to make him a better player first. Okay. In the meantime, how about I serve my client player the way I think is best, and you can do the same for yours? Hmm. I thought I was. Kanai just... Kanaya's gonna keep her in line, which is good. Kanaya's the mom of the group. Kanaya's definitely the mom of the group. Like, no, hey, don't stop picking on him. Hey, knock don't... it off. Hey, 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 right, hey, you hey kids. where did you pick that up? Hey, hey, <laughs> Put get it that down. under your mouth. I swear to God, if you don't stop it, I'll turn this toilet right upside your head. Yeah. Uh, there is a there's debate over how serious uh, Kanai is being with trying to help Tavros. Uh, what do you mean? And him trying to make him be a better player. Oh, Vriska? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, maybe, but also probably not. Like, it's, it's just a debate of whether she's just being an asshole or whether she just doesn't know a better way. Uh, she's being an asshole with a purpose. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Vriska, scurry downstairs. Scurry, scurry, scurry. There she goes. Yeah. There's meteors. She's still got meteors. She's got meteors. But she's in the game. I guess she's not in the medium yet, then. Yeah. Uh, next. You wake, make your way down to one of your emerald loot strongholds. We used that riches and gold and jewels and prizes plundered during your campaigns. There they are, your rocket boots. You must confess you will find favor with them. Just about any kind of footwear, as long as it's bright red. You'd wear these striking boots even if they were broken pieces of junk. That happens, they work just fine. They are awesome. Uh, take them. 
Yeah, she's got rocket shoes, and they're, they're of course, uh, done up like anything, you know, with the rocket. Like, yeah, it looks like they're like a pack with a rocket board. Yeah, yeah. It's got flames yeah. on them. Flames on but yeah, she takes them. Yep. They go into her eight ball kind. Or eight uh, ball stripes, Specubus. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, go back up. Quit cleaning up after me! You're so ridiculous. <laughs> she's picking up all the dice on the floor, putting them in a and pile. And she's like sorting them. That's amazing. God, Kanaya's so good. Kanaya's very good. Uh, get code. Shake, shake, shake. Uh, next. <laughs> Shit, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I mean, you know, it can only be one thing. It can only be the one thing. Yeah. Fuck, that's so good. <laughs> Uh, send the code. Bashoos! Oh. Huh. She's sending the code to Tavros. Uh, Alchemize. Or Tavros Alchemize, that is. Yeah. Hey! Oh, fuck yeah. He got a rocket, uh, like he got like, like a Mr. X, or like a Dr. X kind of thing. Yeah, Professor X kind of floating X, wheelchair kind of dealio. Yeah, uh, it's, this it's is sweet. this is very good. She helped him. She helped him. Uh, fly, pupa. Fly. Fuck, he's jetting around like nobody's business. Yeah, and he goes in the gate. Yep, there he goes. Look at him go. Yep. Uh, and again in time. Uh, we're cutting to get in Tavros' land, and now he's got a whole bunch, like an army, like after him. I I wonder if this is his his posse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lead fearsome entourage into ruins. Oh, I guess it is his posse. Commune. This is good as hell. Tavros is doing good. He's... Tavros is doing it. Yeah. He's doing it. Yeah. Uh, next. They're putting together a giant frog puzzle. Hmm. Huh. Uh, confer with teammate. Keep being the same. Yeah. Yes, another piece fits. We are making strict progress on this puzzle. No, oh, that's cool, I guess. So, where do you think is the next one? Uh, I don't know. Probably buried in the stupid sand somewhere, like all the others. Okay, that's mostly what I, I was thinking too. But it suddenly doesn't sound like you think the puzzle is cool. The puzzle sucks. All these puzzles suck. If I had to help put one dumb slab born rock into another stupid wall indentation, I'm going to put an indentation into my desk with my face. But it, uh, it looks like a frog, and that's kind of fun. Or these puzzles are for wigglers. I solved way better puzzles than this in my heyday as my thing. Oh, some runes. Oh, look, another mysterious recess in the wall. I wonder if something fits in there. Probably just open the secret passage and more indentations. I'm so over this puzzle. Ugh, okay. But they're necessary to solve, aren't they? To find new magic artifacts and things and learn more about the lore of this land? Tavros, 
Let me let you in on a little secret about the Law of Your Land. It's boring. <gasps> the minds of concerts are very soft and practical. You easily manipulate as all these imps you've been bossing around. I have picked apart their tiny little lizard brains and seen through all the smoke and mirrors of their riddles. I've got a truth regarding the great big mystery about the planet, and you know what it is, Tavros? No. It's bullshit! Meaningless, boring, fanciful, bullshit wrapped in flowery poems keep you guessing. I'll ask you one thing anyway, and that's what we should put our attention to. Real gamers cut the chase. They power through all the nonsense and go for the gold. They cheat, Tavros. Time you learn to start cheating. I thought I kind of was cheating by making friends with monsters. Well, it's a good start. Spinning the rules and getting stuff done. Okay, I will admit, I'm fairly impressed with your progress so far. Even though you still probably haven't killed a single enemy. Um... No, don't bother. I know you have it. But, maybe that's okay. Maybe it's just your style. And your real strength is running yourself with allies who are much stronger than you. Like me. I'm sure there is more than one way up that ladder. In your case, probably the only way is to roll gently up the edge ramp. Yeah, the path of the general one. Yeah, I agree. I think it's time to stop fucking around. You need to be challenged more. I've been designing a quest for you that should test your true limits. Oh, is that what you were doing all this time? Yes. I mean, not that I don't appreciate it, but don't you have your own quest to do? Yeah, well, after she got me in the game, Kanaya just left me in the lurch, probably because she's dealing with her own prom- crisis now. Which is just a well, because I was starting to get... Nannied hard. You wouldn't even believe it. Nannied. So, I said another kill. I drew you a map. Whoa! Here, take a look. It marks where will be a new destination, where you will find the ultimate challenge. Uh, look at the map. It's the map, it's the map, it's the map. Uh, okay. We're getting it's... Yeah. Just like showing... I'm going to the gate. Go here! More boring puzzles. Ignore them. Oh, he's gonna run into a sleeping denizen. Oh, buddy. I don't like this. Where does it go? I determined from your concert that there's a terrible monster deep underground. It guards a hoard of treasure bigger than either of us can imagine. It's called a denizen, and it is the boss of your whole planet. Tavros, you can go and face your denizen. Won't that be... Too difficult? It'll be the most powerful adversary you've ever met. But you can handle it. I believe in you. Um, thanks. I mean, I respect that you have lots of piratey bravado about stuff, and you type fast about it, but I think this is foolish and not sensible, and I will probably just get killed realistically. Maybe that's the risk of being a brave adventurer. But that's a good opportunity to apply her cunning. Maybe you can rally a huge army to bend to your will and overwhelm the monster. Who knows? It's up to you. This is it, Tavros. It's time to sink or swim. I should get Kanaya's advice. Or maybe Karkat, since he is the leader. No! Oh, God, every time. I was going and getting to others to bail you out. Kanaya's missing in action, and Karkat has his head up his nook with his stabby hate friend. Neither can help you. It's just hard to figure out if you really think this is a good idea strategically, 
or if it's just more of the thing where you harass me, but sound excited about it. Tyros, I know nobody believes me about this. Probably not even gullible dope like you. But I actually care about your advancement as a player. Everything I've done has been to make you stronger. Okay, I still don't know what to believe about that. Ah, oh, you're useless. I'm done talking about this. Now shut up and point that cherry vehicle of yours towards the X on the map. Next up, gate 7. Let's go. Uh... This isn't optional. You know very well that I can make it go to that gate whether you want to or not. But I'd rather not have it come to that. What will it be? Advance or advance? Okay, I- I'll go. Well, that thing, equip your Boy Skylark outfit. This will be Pupa's last stand. I mean, sit. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 You know what happened last time this happened? Yeah, there there was a dead John. Yeah. Uh, Tavros, point Cherry Vehicle toward X on map. And it's a giant X. <laughs> that is a windmill. That's really good. That's pretty good. Uh, next. Uh, but we've seen Tavros alive in the future. That's true. So either some time shit's about to go down, or... I mean, there is a time player in there. And she's already yeah. dead, so really. Yeah. Uh, next. You proceed what seems to be your second, Kate. Into the land of maps and treasure. The thief of light lies in wait. Oh. So it wasn't... Seventh gate, it was the second gate. Hmm. Which means he has gone into his server place planet, which would be Vriska. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Next. (laughs) (laughs) He's caught in the web. Oh, he's going to be stuck there for a minute. Uh, And and Vriska is asleep on top of a bunch of eight balls. And she's wearing something. She's wearing what is basically just like a nightgown or something. Yeah, or a towel, is, or something. I'll say it's the nightgown that was on Tavros's uh, computer screen that the fairy was wearing. Oh my god! Note that she also has fairy wings. Oh shit! You're right. Okay. Uh, Vriska, wake up! Oh my! It appears Pupa Pan himself has flown through the window while you were asleep. How exciting! Surely he is. Here to take you away on the adventure of a lifetime. He is more dreamy and heroic than you can ever imagine. But what's this? It seems the legendary boy Scala has misplaced his shadow. He's looking everywhere for it to no avail. He's having a devil time, what with being paralyzed from waist down and all. He clearly needs your help. Uh, help Pupa find Shadow. Pupa, you truly are a silly goose. Your shadow has been underneath your useless torso the entire time. Honestly, where else would it be, you stupid sack of shit? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, next. Of course, the secret to reuniting with your shadow is to get up and walk around and play and dance frolic. Shadow is surely turning gaiety. Peter Peepers lost the use of legs. They'll be now frolicking in this young man's future. Hmm. Unless. Uh, apply special stardust. What are you doing, Riska? Oh, boy. Everyone knows it's just a pinch of special stardust along with a happy thought will allow the boy to get up and walk in. Everyone knows it because it's the classic tale of Peter Pan. Young people fly through the window of a fairy girl's wrist block, falls on the floor, and that child will get up like a Nora pansy. A fairy girl then helps him walk in, and in return he teaches her how to fly. Even though she probably already knew how to fly, because she's a fairy, 
they fly out the window together and have magical adventures for many sweeps after. To be honest, you hardly know a hot damn thing about Pupan. Uh, you don't care. God. <laughs> this is really funny, actually. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Uh, next. Pupa remains as pathetic and useless as ever. The Stardust did nothing. Probably because it's just literally powder with no medical properties whatsoever, and it's basically bullshit. Because, in case it wasn't clear, magic isn't real, and neither are miracles. Or, it could just be that Pupa's failed to have a happy thought. Duty is clear. You have to make him have a happy thought. You gotta help him. Yeah. Uh, make Pupa have happy thoughts. She lifts him up. Oh, boy. Tavos is quaking. Yeah, next. She smooches him. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hmm. Uh, next. Uh, it's flashing between a heart and a spade. Yeah. They kind of both don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, next. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Didn't work out. Nope. Next. She had this whole elaborate roleplay session. Yep. Manipulate. Oh. Now Tara has heart eyes for her. Yeah, so clearly she's into him, but he's not into her? Yeah. Or hmm. more just like... She's just she, trying to get it. Yeah, she's just trying to get it. And if Tavros can't hate her... Right. Maybe she can make him love her. Yeah. <sighs> Next. He's kind of staring at as he crawls up her. Yeah, he's got a smoochy face. And he's trying to crawl up her dress. Uh, next. She stops it. Yeah. She says, fuck this. Friska's, you know, not a good person, but even she's kind of above that. Yeah. She just looks sad. Yeah, she's just... She seems super upset. She she may have actually had feelings for Tavros. Yeah. And he doesn't like her back. Which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. How could he? Yeah. Uh, Kanaya, deal with your own crisis. Woo! The crisis resolved. It was no doubt herring and suspenseful. But in the meantime, you left your client player in the lurch. Ideally, she's not got herself in too much trouble. Ideally, the dramatic irony has not gotten so thick you could draw a dull line on it with a tube of lipstick and cut it in half with a chainsaw. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. Listen, Ashley, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, return to serving client. Oh. <laughs> She's not happy. Yeah, she is watching uh, Riska kiss Tavros. In horror? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next. So that's why she had you make this dress for her? And you just went along with, like, a sucker? Oh, you're such an idiot. Oh, man. Oh. Huh. This is weird. Yeah, uh, the she has a copy of the, the dress that uh, Vriska's wearing. Yeah, because how else would Vriska have that, really? Yeah. Uh, next. There, there, sweetheart. Aww. Uh You can see that, uh, kind of crying, her tears are green, which... Yeah. Basically every fluid a, the trolls have, they are... Related to the blood color. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next. Uh, it's hard. Aww. You got a single tear on the... On the on the dress. 
Yeah. Next. Being a kid and growing up, it's hard and no one understands. She threw the dress out the window. Yep. Try to understand. Molly, are you ready? Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have the four card suits. Yep. Red heart, red diamond, black spade, black club. As it is. As it is. The problem is that when the subject of troll romance is broached, our sparing human intellect instantly assumes the most integrating posture of surrender imaginable. But we will do our best to understand regardless. Humans have only one form of romance, and though we consider it a complicated subject spanning a wide range of emotions, social conventions, and implications for reproduction, it is ultimately a superficial slice of what trolls consider to be full-body romantic experience. Our concept of romance, in spite of its capacity to fill our art and literature and to rule our individual destinies like little else, is still just that. A single linear concept. Concept usually denoted by a single symbol. Heart. Troll romance is more complicated than that. Troll romance needs four symbols. Okay. Uh, next. The understanding of the romance is divided into halves and halved again. Uh, producing four quadrants. The flesh quadrant, the caligunus quadrant, tail quadrant, the ashen quadrant. Each quadrant is grouped by the half they share, either horizontally or vertically. Depending on the overlap being properties one examines, the tropist uh, diachromy from an emotional perspective is drawn between red romance and black romance. Red romance, comprised by the flesh, pale quadrants, strong romance rooted strictly in positive emotions. Black romance, with its caligulus and ashen quadrants, is rooted in the strongly negative. On the other hand, the vertical bifurcation has to do with the purpose of the relationships, regardless of the emotion behind it. Those quadrants, which are uh, constipation, the flushed and caligulus, have to do with facilitating an elaborate reproduction cycle of trolls. Those which are uh, conciliatory, the family action, would be more closely likened to platonic relationships by human standards. There are more parallels between human relationships and various facets of romance, Humans have worse described relationships of a negative nature or platonic nature. The difference is for humans, these relationships would never conceptually group with romance. Establishing these sort of relationships for humans is not driven by the same primal forces that drive our tendency to couple romantically. Of trolls, these primal forces involve themselves in the full palette of these relationships, red or black, toward or friendly. Trolls typically feel strongly compelled to find balance in each quadrant and seek gratifying relationships that each describes. The challenge in particular to torture for young trolls, who must reconcile the wide range of contradictory emotions associated with the Matrix while understanding the nature of their various romantic urges for the first time. Of course, young humans have this challenge too, but for trolls, the challenge is fourfold. Oh fuck, please tell me this isn't super important, because good god. It... Listen, you'll be shocked <laughs> how quickly you pick this up. Okay. This... I've seen these phrases eventually get used inside other fandoms. Wow, okay. Yeah, but we have... So we have red romance and black romance. And red romance is the red heart and the uh, kind of gray diamond. Yeah. And the black romance is the... Sp- black spade and the kind of darker gray uh, 
club. Yeah. And, you know, from what we kind of gathered is that the left side is more of a relationship stuff. Like, you know, like mating and actual... Well, we would see more as a relationship and romance. Yeah. and the other side is more friendship. Or, with the club, hate ship, I guess. Hate <laughs> sure. Where friend and enemy is the same word in Trollian. Right, exactly. But we're going to examine each one, so don't worry. Oh, good. Let's examine the flesh quadrant. Uh, let's examine the flesh quadrant. Sorry, I... No, you jump in there. Listen, I'm teaching now. No, you're teaching. It's okay. <laughs> when two individuals find themselves in the flesh quadrant together, they are said to be mate sprints. Mate spritship is the closest parallel to the human concept of romance troll halves. It plays a role in the troll's reproduction cycle, just as it does for humans. This is pretty obvious. Not much need to be said about this. Moving right along. Okay, so, sure. Yeah, it's just that's human, that's human just love. love. And we are seeing uh, dad and mom. Yeah. And apparently they are in a... A mate. They're apparently they are mate, mate spritz. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, examine calig- caligonous quadrant. When a pair of adversaries delve into the quadrant, they become each other's kismesis. As one of the conspicuous quadrants, it plays a role in procreation as well. There's no particularly good human translation for this concept. The closest we can be, especially potent arch rivalry. For instance. Human players would never be able to adequately diagnose this relation between the Queen and the Archangel, but troll players would immediately place this as a dead ring of commissitude. They would probably think they'd all be pretty stupid for not getting it. And they'd be right. Okay, is this not just hate-fucking? It's that, basically hate-fucking. It's fucking. just hate-fucking, right? It's just hate-fucking. That's not too difficult a concept. Yeah. Uh, next. Trolls have a complicated reproductive system cycle probably best not to examine it in much detail. The need to seek out constantly come from more urgency than typical reproductive instincts. When the appeal drone comes knocking, you better be able to supply genetic material in each of his filial pails. If you have nothing to offer, he'll kill you without hesitation. The genetic material, without going into too much detail, is a combative genetic mix from the mate-sprit and consmesis pairs, respectively. Pairs are all offered to the mother grub, who can only receive such pre-combined material. She then combines all of it into one incestuous slurry and begins the brooding. It doesn't mean the initial combination for not, however, and slurry, the more dominant dreams rise to the fore, while the more excessive ones find less representation in the brood. Especially strong mates and keeps me superior yield more dominant genetic material. more powerful uh, the complement and potent the rivalry, the more dominant the genes. Troll reproduction sure is weird! I'll take a moment to lament how pedestrian the human reproduction system is. Further on, that the phrase incestuous slurry is not a feature of common parlance in human civilization. Yeah, I'm pretty broken up about it. <laughs> uh, so it's just a lot of fucking. Just a lot of fucking. And I. So. I don't think also they get into it, but basically also every troll is pansexual. Oh, okay. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like, they don't repre- you know, reproduce like us. Mm-hmm. So basically. And they, you know, they do have a kind of binary gender system. Right. Um, but it just, uh, like, so, it, but it doesn't matter what gender your mate spread or your kismesis is. No, because you're just getting genetic material. That's all you're yeah. looking for. Yeah. But also for a, like, you know, it, there's still emotion involved in it, but, yeah. th- you know, that doesn't matter for this. Not so much. Yeah. 
Uh, examine action quadrant. This quadrant involves a particular type of three-wheel relationship of a black-romantic nature. Uh, following the conciliatory role, it has no bearing on the reproductive cycle, except for indirect ramifications. When two trolls are locked into feud or some otherwise contentious relationship, one can intervene and become their auspice. The auspice mediates between the two, playing the role of the peacekeeper, bringing the feud from boiling over into a fully conligious rivalry. Since such lesser feuds are quite common among trolls, there is a significant need for auspicing parties. Without them, too many action feuds would become caligious, begin to over conflict with the other exclusive Kamesis relationships, leading to a great deal of social complexity and sore feelings, even more so than black romance usually involves. Without auspicization, the result would be widespread black infidelity. Okay. <clears throat> so without uh, auspitus. Auspitus? Auspicious, I think, yeah. Uh, there, everybody would just be hate fucking. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, next. Um, and we're seeing that yeah, Kanaya was the auspice between Riska and Tavros. Yeah. And yeah, she, I think uh, that makes sense. C A said that she was the village two wheel device of auspicing. Yeah. That's pretty she good. Is, she wants to be helpful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can relate. Relationships each quadrant describes tend to be malleable, if not volatile, especially on the cusper's uh, half, with more torrid emotions reside. Doesn't take months to flip switch from transmute black rom feelings into red rom and vice versa. In many cases, one party will have red feelings while the other one has black. It'll often be the case that one party feelings will swap to match the other, since there's no quadrant where uh, it naturally accommodates such a disparity. But thereafter, it's not common for the two to talk between red and black in unison now and then. These scenarios naturally result in both red and black infidelities. This relationship in Voltaire, uh, Voltaire is more conciliatory relationships are an important part of troll romance. Uh, so we're seeing the flip uh, back and forth between Equius and Aradia. Yeah. Yeah. Where they both seem to hate each other and love each other. Yeah. It, sure. Sure. And apparently this is a common thing in troll. Yeah, society. I guess so. Uh, Next. An auspice can stabilize particularly to relationships. If the auspice fails to mediate a play or has no interest in the role, or perhaps has different romantic intentions, him or herself altogether, then the relationship often quickly deteriorates into one of especially hostile and torn nature. There are many outside factors influence tugging and pulling these relationships in different directions. And like humans are a very orderly, simple, straightforward romantic relationship with exception, Trolls exist in a state of almost perpetual confusion and truly have no idea what the hell's going on. Being confused by troll relationships is one thing we have in common, though. Uh-huh. So, yeah, if you don't auspice, it may lead to just... Just back and forth hate and love forever. Yeah. Or, it, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It can get complicated. It can get real complicated. Uh, examine Pale Quadrant. This quadrant presides over more allegiance, the other conciliatory relationship. A reasonable human trillionaire would be a concept of a soulmate, but a more platonic sense, and with a more specific social purpose. Trolls are a very angry and violent race. Some of them more hot-tempered and dangerous than others, to the extent that if left to their own devices, they'd present a serious threat to society, or to themselves. Such trolls will have an instinctive, pale attraction to a more even-tempered troll, who may become their morale. The moral is obliged to pacify the other to function as the better half. 
The two partners in a strong pair relationship will serve as a balance and complement each other's emotional profiles, and thus allow the other relation to be more successful. It's often biggest among young trolls you would know their bond formed between an acquaintance's true moral agents or the usual sort of platonic involvement. Furthermore, romantic intention of a more flesh nature can often be mistaken for paler readings, much to the frustration of the suitor. But some pale pairings, as the one above, will be strikingly obvious to all who know them. And yes, Nepeta and uh, Equius. Yeah. Just, just supposed to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, this is your friend, and you, like, you know, maybe keep them out of shit, and they keep you out of shit. And that's always good. Yes. Uh, okay. Next. Yeah. Others seem to have more been hatched for each other. Oh, boy. So we're seeing the other two trolls for the first time. Yep. The last two trolls. Uh, they both have fins on their face. Yep. Yep. Uh, wait. got his... Oh. Wait. Wait? I was gonna say, wait, one's got the Fago. Yeah, the one has the Fago. Uh, that Gamzee launched across the fucking ocean. Yep. It's really good. Uh, yeah, wait. More troll romance exposition, please. God, you just can't get enough of this, can you? That would have been a great point for a transition out of the illustrated social law study, but okay, if you insist. Now, see what's going on here is. It, it, it's perfectly simple. The full major troll romance is actually about. Hey, why don't you figure it out? You should be an expert on this stuff by now, anyway. What the fuck? <laughs> this is just kind of going through, like. A bunch of different emotions yeah. and shit. Like, hey, CA wants to be. in, you know, in love with CC she just wants to be morale she just wants yeah. to be buds and so CA is trying to get with Friska in a black or an auspice role and, and I don't want any of that right meanwhile we have the same thing that we were seeing with Friska and Tavros where they don't know what the fuck they are and yeah Naya wants to help but also wants to be with Friska, Friska. yeah so it, mm, this is messy and yeah, and Vriska doesn't want anything more from Kanaya than just friendship. Right. And she barely wants that. Yeah. She's a meddler. She's a meddler. Uh, okay, next. Later, a troll hero tried to explain this to the human hero, attempting to convey all the nuance of troll man through a nearly verbatim recitation of the preceding excerpts. He would try to describe how rich and textured the troll man comedies were compared to the one-dimensional slock of our human cinematic counterparts. He'd barely scratch the surface of Troll Will Smith's for uh, virtuosity with a delicate latest of Troll Man says he would assist the bumbling, fudge-blooded Troll Kevin James without the interval of a minefield briar patches, red rum, and black rum entanglements, all the while stifling through his own particular mentions and ultimately learning the true meaning of hate and pity. But would they succeed before the Imperial Drone can knock on their thirsty pails already? Yes, they would. I don't understand it because he's a moron and he wouldn't shout about his awful bullshit Earth movies. She'd just go on and on and on about that garbage. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, but the troll romance movies, like, maybe are more. Maybe deep are and complex. super complicated. Yeah. I mean, Hitch, that's. Hitch must be a fucking movie. <laughs> like, right? Hitch must be, like, a 13 hour epic. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but we're just seeing Carcat and John, and they just have their own movies, like, in the background. Yeah, and they're just flipping out at each other. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, next. But if there were one theme to be hammered through his six call, it 
be that trolls called her preoccupation with romantic destiny. Yes, the romantic landscape is rife with false starts and miscues and infidelities, red and black, but every troll believes strongly that each one holds one and only one true pairing for them, and it is just a matter of time before the grid is filled with auspicious matchups uh, through the mysterious channels of the troll serendipity. In short, they believe that for each con there exists a pair of tr- or triad of trolls somewhere in the cosmos that were... Uh, next. Made for each other. Wow, another great transition. You wonder if you'll stick this time. You have no choice but take a stab at the rare, extremely dangerous X2X transition combo. Uh, let's attempt the 2X transition combo. Looks like it worked. So who is this guy, anyway? Uh, enter name. Yes, we just learned about Troll Hermance Molly. Yep. It's a thing. It's a whole fucking thing. Your name is Aridin Empora. I mean, that's a good name. It is. <laughs> you okay? No. No? You what I know got awesome ones. <laughs> uh, I would say I'm sure it's not that bad, but you seem pretty down on it, and I'm not going to try to get you out of this one. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll get, get there. to it. Uh, Aridin, do something awesome. Uh, oh. Oh, we, we should probably des- describe Aridin. I guess we could. Yeah. He looks he, like a fucking hipster. He looks like a fucking hipster. Which, I, again, I get I get the irony. I, I've recently listened to the new Lumineers album. <laughs> you liked it, though, right? I really liked it. Yeah, it's, it's probably pretty good. Uh, he's got, like, horn rim glasses... Yep. He's got dyed hair. Fuck, Maybe right. dyed he's got hair? purple dye. Yeah. It's probably dyed. He's got, like, striped pants. Uh, really ugly shoes. He's got a scarf. He's got a scarf. He's riding a seahorse. He's riding, which is pretty dope. Which is pretty dope. He's got a harpoon gun. Uh, he's got Ahab's crossbear, which we last saw with the bunny. A miniature version of it. He's got what? He's got a miniature version of... Oh! Or he's got a large version of what we saw with the bunny. Yeah. Huh. Same gun that uh, the bunny had, yeah. Weird. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but we say Disney awesome there just yeah. looks... Yeah, and he just, he just fucking stares at us. Stares a little bit above us. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, next. No, his fingers on oh. the trigger. Oh, boy. Next. Wait for it. I'm waiting for it. Next. Wait. He's above the ocean. He's, He's above not the, in ocean. the ocean. There's a there's a big storm out there. Big purple yep. lightning storm. Uh, next. Yep. He's just staring at the clouds. Yeah. Unless that's a Cthulhu, that could be a problem, I guess. Next. Yeah. There she blows. Oh, it's a white whale. It's a white whale. Um, yeah. Next. His clouds hold nothing but bullshit and monsters. Yep. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, Swoops. next. Oh, swooping. It's a flying it's whale. It's a flying whale. Unless he is underwater? I don't know, man. Next. Yeah, like, also, unless he's, like, upside down and the, like, lightning's in the water. I don't know. Yeah, fuck, who knows? Yeah. Oh, that coming whale's right coming at right at him. Next. Oh boy. Oh. Fucking 
shoots a Kamehameha out of his harpoon gun. Yeah. Uh, next. Yeah, that oh, was... Just, that's a dead whale. That's a dead whale. Just just right through that whale. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Man. Next. And goes to the water below. There he goes. He's just bleeding everywhere. Yep. Next. Fish food. Splash landing. Yep. Next. Okay, that guy's pretty much squared away. What about her? Uh, enter name. Or Cece. Your name is Fairy Pixis. Okay, that's cute. She's uh, pretty adorable. Fairy, do something adorable. Swim. She's swimming. Her yeah. hair's flopping around. I guess we could describe her. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of got like a... Yeah, again, like, like we said earlier, they have fins. Yeah, they she's have fins got, on like, their a... face. She's got uh, purpley goggles. Yeah. Uh, she's got a... What can only be described as like a Sailor Moon tiara. Yes. Uh, she... Uh, she's got, like, bracelets, both, like, of, like, kind of, like, the Wonder Woman kind and of, like, those, like, silly band kinds. Yeah, and she's got a green, blue, and pink skirt. Yeah. Uh, and some necklaces of the same variety, uh, as the silly bands and another, like, gold necklace around her neck. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she's got a double-sided trident, which is tight. It's pretty tight. Uh, and she's got long black hair. Yeah. Okay, that does it. Nailed it. Uh, she's swimming. Yeah, she's swimming. Next. Oh, she's swimming up to that whale. Oh, that dead whale. That dead whale. Uh, next. She grabs it in the net. She nets it. Next. She's pulling it. Oh, she's adorable. She's she's cute. Next. She's pulling it somewhere. To some dark water. Yeah. Next. Glass. Oh, Clash <laughs> Shark gonna get you. Gonna get you. She's pulled in front of something. Yeah, I'm maybe a Lucis. Maybe her Lucis. Next. She lets the whale go. Yeah. Next. Oh. And then giant tendril comes up. Next. And more. And more tendrils. Next. And it. She leaves her giant mouth. Next. Jesus Christ. This thing is gigantic. This thing's enormous. And scary? And scary. Next. It keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting bigger. That's not okay. Uh, Next. Oh, this thing is huge. Holy fuck. Look in the the bottom, like like the corner... (sighs) Or not the corner, but like, look where it's like we really saw its like first mouth. Yeah, it's so small it's compared to the rest small. of it. Oh, and there's, uh. a, there's a hand at the top. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that might be a hand. It's a weird perspective, though. Yeah, It'd be a pretty big hand. Yeah, uh, Fafari, go home. I should keep her quiet for a while, uh, at least until she dies. That that would be a time to keep her quiet until sure. Uh, Aridin, go home. I should keep her happy for a while. And make a freshly orphan troll somewhere pretty sad. Oh my god. 
Yeah, that was a white animal, wasn't it? Yeah, that was someone's Lucis. That was someone's Lucis. Jesus Christ. Uh, examine block. You can turn into your respite block. So then we can study a variety of interests. That is very considerate of you. Next. Flowing through your veins is nearly the richest blood in the, the human spectrum has to offer. Panana on the scale. As such, you're a sea dweller. A sub-race of trolls distinct from the commoners by mutation and habitat. A cast which rolls over the entire species. Ruling, in your view, is not enough. You have an overpowering genocide complex. And it made your sworn duty to kill all land dwellers. You have amassed resources and deadly weaponry from around the world for the ambition the many sweeps of extreme role-playing while pursuing a working doomsday device which will bring Armageddon on all those on the surface. Haven't had meant to look at that, but maybe tonight's your night. You hold a fascination for military history and legendary conquerors. You have dubiously molded your profile and exploits after the most notorious figures in their stories, which are bristling with the glory of victory and the sting of defeat and political machinations and romantic intrigue. It is an image you could careful to craft through exaggerated emotional theatrics. In your penchant for mass murder notwithstanding, people tend to regard you as a bit of a tool. You also like magic, even though you know it's fake. Like a made-up friend. Uh, way withered or Made up to... Made up make-believe fakey fake fakes. It's still fun, though. Your Charles tag is Caligula Cram, and you speak with a very weird and sort of wavy sound in accent. You hold off on doing anything at the moment on the kind of courtesy to foil a royalty. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. It's yeah. Kind of a genocidal maniac, huh? Kind of a genocidal maniac, and, like, I I think I said to Luke, it's like, I picture him going, like, he ha- definitely has, like, com- like, confederate memorabilia. God, yeah, he would, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what those statues are in the background. Definitely not wizards. Definitely definitely not wizards. Just... No. Hmm. But yeah, uh, Riska later, or or early on, talked about one of her uh, florping mates who wanted a a doomsday device. Right. Uh, He's not very good at making them. No. she is. Well, Uh, her still didn't work. Yeah. That's true. Also, apparently Uh, royalty... Apparently, I guess, as royalty as you could be as a teenager with no parents. Yeah. Uh, examine block. On the subject, Kersey, you've returned to your block so we can get a better look at you. Again, quite considerate. Royalty sure is civilized. She's got an iPad. Yeah, she's just got an iPad. Sure, why not? She's got a underwater maple hoof? Yeah. These are uh, yeah, mini seahorses. Yeah, next. You are also a sweet dweller. You have the most noble blood possible. The only of your kind known to possess it. You only share it with Glarbrahub. Or Glarbrahub. If I get... It's Cthulhu-like shit. <laughs> yeah. A deep-sea monster known as the Rift Car- Carbuncle. Emissary of the Horror Terrorist. Or in a more hushed Speaker of the Vast Club. This makes you heir apparent for alternative rulership. Which ordinarily would place you at considerable jeopardy. Her and Peter's conversation would steer the flagship from the fleet and make an attempt on your life herself, if not for the protection of your monstrous Lucis. And it not forewarned of your race's extinction, all by the whispers of Lucis, you have big plans for the throne. All the plans. All of them. 
you would redefine what it means to be called by Troll Society. They really in me caring for the unfit and infirm rather than exterminating them. And you put the idea into practice by calling the fauna of the deep. You tend to wild and beautiful aquatic hoof beasts, cleaning them and feeding them daily. You capture and cage cuttlefish by the thousands for their own good, and also because they're funny and colorful and you love them. They also often swim through the bars of the cage, but that's fine. You run the whole place as sort of a wildlife adoption facility. Even the wildlife need and care is dubious at best, and the practice really just amounts to an elaborate role-playing scenario. It's still fun, though. You also look forward to using your reign to unite the two races. You were told you would do this one day by Lucis, even if it does con contradict your message of extinction. Oh well, you suppose not all prophecies can come true. The troll your troll tag is Cuttlefish Color, and you have a hard time not getting really excited about practically everything. Okay, she's great. <laughs> she's good. Yeah, she she's royalty, and she's you know like the highest blood. But apparently, she kind of doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah, who cares? She just wants to not kill people anymore. Yeah, and, and you know, have apparently, the unite the two races. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, and she, like, you know, captures cuttlefish for funsies. But they still swim through the bars, but she's okay with that. But that's okay. She's still go catch more. Uh, next. What will you both do? Uh, Aridan and Fafari, do something ridiculous. Yes. Oh my god. Next. Fuck yes. <laughs> Next. Hell. Next. Fucking. Next. Yes. <laughs> so they, they've, they've gone to like the scribble, like the, when we saw uh, John writing a uh, maple hoof. Yeah, but with uh, Fafari writing, they're, they're each riding their seahorses, basically. Yeah. Just and, dicking around. Uh, Aridin has his magic wall, like his magic, when it says fake. Yep, it's really good. Yeah. I was going to point that out. They bump at the end. Yeah, they bump. Uh, Aridin, bother for fairy. 